morning. Good morning. I hope it's a good morning. It's very damp and cold, and I don't know why. Then I asked God why. So he said to me, he said, well, you guys all legalized marijuana down there. Mother Nature is stoned. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord, that you uh, lift up this word and encourage us as we go. Etch something on our heart that we didn't have yesterday that we might have today, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going with this one. Romans 7, verse 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do... That I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Right? Yesterday, I had one of the most vicious headaches I've had in forever. Right? I just, I couldn't get rid of this headache all day yesterday. And I didn't turn to God. I waited and waited and waited. I didn't pray about it. I didn't ask Trish to pray about it. I just told her I got a wicked headache. She didn't say, let's pray about it. Neither one of us came up with that idea. We didn't get that idea. My thought was, I can't wait till I get an ibuprofen so this will go away. That's what I thought about most of the day. Till I got to a point where I could have an ibuprofen, I took the ibuprofen and it went away. But I didn't bring God into this situation whatsoever. So then eventually that wore off and I got the headache back again. So then I kept thinking, man, I need another ibuprofen. So guess what? I took another ibuprofen. I needed relief, right? I don't go what I'd love to do. I'd love to just go to God and say, listen, it's all yours. You deal with it. I'm going to move on. I didn't do that. Because he's done that. Everything that I've had bad in my life, he's done that. He's taken it. It's gone. But I didn't go to him with the silly headache. I went for some, I needed relief, so I went to what I knew, which was drugs. <laughs> and it worked for a brief amount of time, and then it came back, and of course I needed more drugs. I haven't had a headache today. I've been in the book, I've been in the Word, I've been there all day, I haven't had a Now, I'll probably get headaches from this point on, because the devil's been attacking us through our music already, so he's going to come attack my body, right? And I'm going to God today. Amen. I'm not going to go to the world today. I want to go to where I know where my relief really comes from truthfully. And if I rest in him, if he wants me to have a headache all day, I'll have a headache all day. His grace is sufficient. I keep doing what I hate to do. I keep looking for relief in the wrong place. I need to come back to this place to where the true relief comes from. So who's in charge? How come the music keeps getting messed up? How come I get headaches like that? Why does God do that to me? John chapter 14, verse 30. I will no longer talk much to you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Satan is the ruler 
of this world. I didn't say it. He just said it. Jesus Christ just said this. And he says, he has nothing in me. In other words, he has no way to accuse Jesus of anything. But he's going to accuse us all the time. And every time he accuses us of something, we say, God, how can you allow that to happen to me? What did you do that to me for? How come I can't stop doing How come I continue to do what I do not understand for I will to do? I keep practicing what I hate to do. I won't follow what God shows me. I follow what Satan points out, and I jump on board, and I go for the run because he just sits and laughs. He sits and laughs because I refuse to follow what God offers me. Freedom. He offers me total freedom for anything, any issue in my life I can have total freedom from. I don't need relief from nothing else but Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have a medical issue that I mean, mean a medication for. That's separate. So I don't want people running around saying, you know, I get off all my medication and now I'm crazy because I was told to get off my medication because Pastor Chris told me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying relief. A difference in relief, right? If you don't, if you, you're getting something from a doctor that just goes, nah, I don't think this is right, then go to another doctor. Pray on it. Have God find a doctor for you. Job, chapter 41, verse 1. Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook? Or snare his tongue with the line which you lower, right? So this evil is all around us, right? We're talking about, they're talking about the, the alligator Leviathan in here. But it's also a spirit, the spirit of Leviathan. What is an alligator? They use this analogy of this alligator, right? So what does an alligator do? He roams around the water, right? And all he has is his eyes floating on top. So sometimes you just see the snout up here and the eyes. That's all you see. That's evil looking for you. Looking for where he can have that moment and grab you and snatch you. Pull you underwater, spin you around, kill you and stick you under a log and come back and eat you later. That's what Leviathan wants to do. He's all day long looking for some place to land, something to find in your life to attack you. You can't play with them. You can't fool around with them. You can't even try to hook them out. You can only go to God and have him remove him. That's the power greater than that spirit. We're not powerfuler than that spirit. If you play with that spirit, thinking you can beat it with the world, you're going to end up eaten. You're going to end up taken underwater. Leviathan is a twister, right? So you hear something. You hear somebody say something, and what they're saying isn't what you're going to hear because Leviathan twisted in the airwaves, and by the time you hear it, what did you do that for when they just actually asked you, how's your day? He goes after your guilt. Why are you here? You know, and there was, there was a time in my life where I had to know how someone was going to approach me and how I was going to approach somebody by the way they said good morning. <laughs> Whether I had to sit in the room with my back towards the wall and have to watch everything. Because no matter what anybody said, they'd, say, they'd tell me they love me and then attack me. That's Leviathan. That's what he wants to do. He wants to attack. He wants to destroy. He wants to pull you under. He doesn't want you to have friends. He doesn't want you to have a life of goodness. Every time you get stuff going, 
right? You've, Leviathan comes in, starts to twist something, and you go back to what you used to practice, and you're back out on the street, you're back out doing something you don't want to do, you're not believing, you're not going to church, you're not going to meet, you're not going to the places you want to go. Instead, you're listening to what the world tells you, and you end up back on drugs. Pretty simple. John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You can take that as, I need to go confess. But that's not what that means. Confession won't necessarily set you free. <laughs> There's some things you can't confess to because you're going away for a long time, maybe. The understanding of what the truth is. What is the truth? The truth is that if I believe in Jesus Christ, I'm not going to hell. I am set free from condemnation of hell. That's what the truth is. It's setting me free from all my sin. I'm set free from it. I'm no longer going to be condemned from it in the eyes of God. What do I care about man? The eyes of God. I would love man to be, give me the forgiveness that God gives me, but I can't even give forgiveness to people that way. I like to hold on to stuff. <laughs> the truth will set me free. It sets me free from anything that I can be sentenced over sin in the eyes of God. Now, as I've accepted Christ into my heart and I do a sin, I have to ask for forgiveness. I have to ask God for forgiveness of yesterday, for sinning against him and not believing in him to rest in my pain and let him take care of it. I didn't go to God. I could have gone to God and God might have said, hey, take a Tylenol, you got one in the drawer. <laughs> then God directed me to that. But I didn't even go to that. I went directly to where I knew, to my old practice. I didn't involve God in it. I'm set free from all that. John 14, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's the point right there. He is the truth, right? The truth of what? That this is the way. When he first walked around, they didn't call them Christians. They said, follow the Christ. Follow the way that Christ is showing you. It's the way, right? When Saul was chasing Christians, he wasn't chasing Christians. He was looking for people that were following the way, and anybody that believed in the way was being killed, right? So we don't get killed for following the way. We get freedom, total freedom. God has shown that through Christ dying on the cross, yet not dying on the cross going to life, as none of the other gods supposedly went to life after death, our God continued on. The only way to him is through Jesus Christ. So if you're praying to something else, you're going nowhere. You know, I had a conversation with someone. They were, they were upset that someone they knew had committed suicide, and they were told that that person had to go to hell. I said, show me. Show me where in this Bible it says that. Because it doesn't, it doesn't say anything of something that will sentence you to hell except for one thing. 
No belief. No belief in Jesus Christ that he's your Lord and Savior, that he died on that cross for your sins, and that he rose and went to heaven. He rose and walked around here and told us that he rose. If you believe in that, you're going to heaven. Nothing else can send you to hell. Change this person's life. They were told that their, their loved one was in hell. They were lied to. I get lied to all the time. I get lied to that if on my own and continue my own practicing, I'm going to end up someplace I don't want to be. And that's not in faith. And what is faith? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Man, I know God can take my head and go in. I know that. I don't see how he's going to do it. We talked a couple of weeks ago. I didn't see how electricity worked until I touched the panel. <laughs> I don't see how God works all the time. Afterwards, I go, oh, hey, look what God did. Right? Look what God's doing in my life. Right? Through what? Faith. I got to have that faith. Romans chapter 5. Verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been forgiven through faith. Why? We didn't see our sin poured upon that cross. We read this book about it. We have the cross to show that he's not on the cross anymore, so he's in heaven. But what was on the cross was our sin. It wasn't just the body of a man, a God, a man, on that cross. That was our sin on that cross. Being forgiven by God. Believing that is faith. I believe that. My past, present, and future. But I know the ones that I'm doing. If I don't ask for forgiveness, I might have to pay some consequences here. May not be a Tylenol I'm looking for. Next time, it might be a Vicodin. That's just, that ain't working. I need something a little better. Just this once. <laughs> yeah. The last once lasted seven years. What do we want in life? We want peace. We want love, an abundance of love in our life, right? I can't give it if I don't accept it from God. I have to have that understanding from God of what that truly is. James chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Right? Often I feel pounced upon by Satan. Just, I start to really dislike things. I have issues where I am. I have issues of what's going on in my life. And I just have to stand there and I just say, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. You must go away. I am washed in the blood of Jesus. You must go away. And he has to go away. He can't stand around me. But man, he's lurking. He's lurking. He's Leviathan. He's just looking for that moment. 
that moment that I feel a little bit of weakness, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of depression, a little bit of angriness, a little bit of something, just a little bit, and he swoops in and bang, nails me with, yeah, you're no good, this place is no good, those people are no good, you can't be around them, don't go there, don't do this. Isolation, go back, loneliness, now I need relief, I'm not going to God, I'm not believing in God, I'm not following God, so I go to where I know. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. I will to follow the word of God, but I can't seem to practice it. It gets to a certain point in my life where I'm not practicing it no more. I go right back to what I used to go, how do I get here? How do I get out of this? How do I keep coming here? I stop practicing the will of God. Constantly. Even as simple as an ibuprofen. That simple. Starts that slope. I used to tell guys, if you leave jail, well, when you leave jail, not if, when you leave jail, if you have a cigarette, you start the slope. The cigarette is already giving up the will of God. He took away the cigarette from you. You haven't had it. Maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe 18 months, maybe six months, maybe a month, whatever it is. You haven't had it. But now you're chasing that desire that the cigarette, so you cave into a cigarette. Guess what? You're going to need more relief on something else. You're going to cave into something else down the road. And we do. Submit to God and resist the devil. It's really simple, isn't it? I submit to the devil all the time. Problem is, I didn't know that's what I was doing. I thought it was life. I thought life was no good. I, thought, I didn't understand. I just went and did it. Why? Because I haven't practiced this enough. I have to make this a constant practice. I thought I practiced it enough, but he's sliding in. He's sliding in this one little door of an ibuprofen. I gotta pay attention. Or I'm looking for more relief someplace else. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If I diligently seek God as much as I seek what I used to seek, then he's going to reward me. Now, the reward might be having peace while I have the headache. <laughs> The reward may be that he says, hey, you've got them in your drawer, go get them. The greater reward is I'm going to heaven. I'm forgiven for all the things that I've done. I'm forgiven for not believing that God can help me and thinking about the world first and going to the world first. It can't get much simpler than that. Yet it is so complicated. So complicated. We have this opportunity in our lives right now. The world is no longer the way it was eight months ago. We live in a completely different world than what we came up in. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. That's a, that's a worldwide change. 
let's say it's in biblical proportions. Why? Because it's out of the Bible. It's 100% out of the Bible of exactly what's going on in our lives today. And the biggest thing that's going on is we're trying to find relief living in the world system that tells us to come to the world to get the relief. Don't go to God. It used to be when there was some kind of storm, some kind of accident, some kind of shooting, some kind of anything. We will keep that family in prayer. And people have said, we don't want to hear that anymore. The world doesn't want to hear that we'll keep it in prayer anymore. They want action. Prayer is the greatest action that we can do. Going to our God and asking him to fix that is the greatest weapon we have. And that weapon is fueled by one thing. Faith. you got to have faith. you got to have the faith that the unseen can take care of it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of faith. Things not seen. Asua. Well, you could apply this to anything in your life, but as an addict, you really could apply it to uh, ice cream. You could apply it to a cup of coffee. But we really apply it, really apply it to some form of chemical, right? If I'm in trouble and in need of some drug, and I get to a phone, and I get to make that call, I don't even have to know the telephone number anymore, I just hit, it goes right to them, right? If multiple people, I can press that one, that one, that one, right? And I get someone on the other line and I say, hey, I need this, can you bring it? And they say, sure, I feel better already. Faith has entered my mind, and I get relief knowing that help is on the way. I could just say, God, you got to help me. When with faith I say, I know he's going to help me. I'm going to hang on to that with the faith of God. Why? Because he's done it for me. I wouldn't be here. I couldn't be here. I couldn't speak. I couldn't have a conversation. I couldn't care that I had a headache. My head has had so much damage, I shouldn't be able to think. I know people that have had a, a tenth of what has happened to my skull <laughs> and ended up in, in, in life-ending, well, my sister, 15 years in a head injury place. She bumped her head on the windshield. 15 years. I've been through four car windshields. I took a steel pipe to the back of my head, fractured my skull from that pipe, knocked out like I never been knocked, should have been dead. Not only that, I still can think and I got little headaches and I'm worried about them. All by the grace of God. We went over that, right? Therefore, having been justified, right? Romans 5 1. 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, through whom always we have access by faith into grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. By faith we have grace. Someone was talking this morning. They have a new person in their apartment and they got a dog. Right? You've got to fix this, God. And he says, my grace is sufficient. Live with the headache. Live with the barking. Become tolerant of things you wouldn't be tolerant before and stop looking for relief because your intolerance is going to cause you to search, search for relief in an area that you don't need to go to. Rest in me. Why? Because through Christ dying on that cross, our sins being poured upon him on that cross, we have freedom. Or not? You can choose not to. You can choose to go for the relief of the world. It's certainly being pounded down your throat. Go grab some. Go right back to what we talked about. First verse. For what I am doing, I do not understand. Well, have an understanding of that. Have a complete understanding of that. It's because you're refusing to submit to God. You're willing to submit to the world, Satan, and your sin nature. It's a willingness. God sentences people to hell. No, he doesn't. Absolutely not. You have a choice. Believe in me or don't. That simple. Clear cut. Your sins are forgiven or they're not. That's all. You want them forgiven? Come on in. You don't want them forgiven? Stay out. <laughs> That's all. It can't get any clearer. If you want to join a certain group of people, you've got to do what they believe. You have to do what they believe. The entire time. Not some of the time. The entire time. If you know anything about motorcycle groups, they have this little section that's called bad out. <laughs> that means you lose everything you have, possibly your life, your wife, your kids, your cars, your, your motorcycles, everything you have. You're not allowed, your name is not allowed to be brought up again because you violated the rule. That's freedom, isn't it? I'm going to go into freedom. I'm going to go join a group of people and be free. Got to do the same thing with God. You really want to be free, you ain't going to hell. This is about eternity, not about what's here on earth. This is going to dry up and go away. This is going to blow away. Poof. Right? That's why? Because I have faith that this book is true, and that's what this book says. This book says the world is going to be taken over by Satan, and you won't even be able to get a bite to eat without asking him. You will have to bow down to Satan in order to get a bite to eat. You'll have to have a card that says that you're vaccinated in order to be able to come in and eat. That can't happen, right? That won't happen in this world. Can't certainly can't happen in America. We're free, Right? Well, if your kid's not vaccinated, he's not allowed at the park. <laughs> It'll be that they're not allowed in school. It'll be that if you're not, you can't get gas. You can't get your car started. You can't. Right now, 
Trish had a problem with the car. So we went down and we got her a new car. And what it worked out to be is she ran out of, what do they call it? Warranty. Warranty. <laughs> See? We, her warranty ran out. So she's got six more years of paying for this car, no warranty. Well, we went down, we got a brand new car, zero miles, and we got five years of bumper-to-bumper warranty for the same price that she was paying. <laughs> Beautiful. We seeked, we found, God gave us. Right? If it wasn't going to work out, then we were walking out the door. That's what God gave us. We look for things like that in our lives, and we can't get there. I want a guarantee of things. Well, the guarantee is that you won't end up in hell if you're willing to follow this one simple thing. With faith, believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and your sins were put on him on that cross. And then if you'll trust that if you're supposed to have a headache today, you'll have a headache. If you're not, you won't. And if part of the won't is that he directs you to a medication, then that's what he will do. I live this life. This life can be phenomenal. Whenever my life is lousy, it's because I've walked away from faith and I've gone back to the world. I'm just thinking too much. How can I fix this? How can I get around this? What's the next thing I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to go to God and let him figure it out. Everything in my life, everything. We're blessed upon blessings. None of us should be here. My sister's going through all that and love God. I got to be with her on her, on her final day here on earth. On her final day, I got to go spend, I don't know, I think I was there an hour with her. She was full of joy. She barely, she, uh, she couldn't talk well. She had a feeding tube. She couldn't really walk. Right? She bumped her head. Bumped her head, 35 miles, and hit the windshield. 15 years of this. Right? She knew she was going to heaven. Ah, ah, pointing to the sky. She was so happy. She was so happy she was going. I got to spend this moment with her. We prayed. <laughs> we prayed. I went to my sister and we prayed. Man, what could I bring my sister? Let's bring a little God. And she was receptive of God and knew she was going to heaven. Oh, man. Is that what you can bring to somebody? Right? Is that what you want to be part of? Here you go. Here's a boatload. Follow into it. Don't read the book. Live it. Take a verse. Take a word. Go spend the day with it. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. If anybody there hasn't heard or accepted you, let this be the time. Let this be the place. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. Forgive me. Come into my heart and live. I want to know you. With that said, Lord, touch everybody's heart today. Show them relief through you. Give them total relief in you, by you, with you.
In Jesus' precious name, amen.